So good evening, everybody. I'm glad to see those of you on here with us. And if you're listening to this later, um, this is going to be a really informative and fun um, get together, um, podcast, uh, whatever you want to call it. Um, because <clears throat> my friend Gail has been um, the queen of relationship marketing, to say the least. Um, she's been in my life for what Gail about 11 12 years I guess we were introduced by someone that uh, she knew but neither one of us knew her I didn't know her Gail didn't know me but a mutual friend said oh you guys should meet because um, you're you're gonna just hit it off and be great friends and she was so right and I owe so much to her, but I don't want to tell her that because I'm not sure what she'd want me to do for her. But anyway, <laughs> she's a good friend. And, um, and I'm so glad that she introduced us, Gail, way back when I first got started um, with Send Out Cards. So um, Gail lives in Portage, Michigan. I live in California. And she now lives in Three Rivers because she moved to the lake. So she went the wrong direction. She moved towards the lake, but um, anyway, we're we're still best buddies, and uh, she travels a lot, and so do I, and so sometimes it's hard to get together, isn't it, Gail? But um, we're going to uh, remedy that, I guess you would say, once uh, we can stop staying at home, when we can actually go back and have lunch together and do some things. So um, I want to introduce you to some of these ladies. We've got Lauren Wessel. Camille Lewis lives in Battle Creek. She's one of our ambassadors. And uh, her mom, Tina's on, and her dad, Earl, looks like might be on. So um, I'm just going to watch and see if anybody else joins us. And Gail, I'm just going to let you have the floor. And why don't you tell us a, a little bit about yourself and what you do for a living and about your family so people get to know you and then share about what we're going to talk about tonight. Awesome. Thank you, Melinda. Yes, I, it was so funny because cards brought Melinda and I together and cards keep us together. And I received a card from Melinda in my real estate office back in 2007, 2008. And she was, she had a card business at the time. And so I, it, and it wasn't send out cards. And so I, I opened her card and it was in a pretty red envelope. I read her card. And I threw her away. <laughs> but I had a prompting. I had a prompting to take that card out of the trash, give her a call, and see if she'd ever heard of send out cards. And, you know, I have, I've, I'm a realtor. My husband and I are both realtors in the greater Kalamazoo. So if you know Michigan, we're down here in the southwest corner. And uh, I became a realtor in 2004 after a 25 year stay at home career as a childcare provider. And when I got into real estate, I knew nothing about selling homes. So I became an education junkie. It's really important to learn your craft. So it doesn't matter what you're doing in life. But if you, if you invest your time and attention into learning about things, you can grow much faster and help more people. So I took a bunch of classes, learned how to become a good realtor. My husband joined me in the business in 2006. Um, and then in 2007, we attended a networking event and I received a card in the mail. It said, nothing beats a great referral on the inside. It says, really great to meet you at the networking event. Love to get together for a Starbucks. See how I can help you grow your business. And so when you think about business and you think about how you do business, referrals is a, a big word. And that's what got me. The picture of our business card on the front of this card Nothing beats a great referral. That was 2007. And if you know what happened in 2008 with the real estate market, it plummeted and we had, it was, it was a very dismal time. Um, and it gave Steve and I the opportunity to get to know people because, you know, in the last three or four years, as realtors list a home, it sells, you know, three, five, seven days on the market. If a home lingered 30 days on the market, you'd have a tendency to say, well, what's wrong with that house? Back in 2008, if a house was 
it was very common for the house to be on the market for a year and a half, like a year and 18 months. Like you could have two kids in 18 months. <laughs> That's a long time to have a house on the market. And, and buyers, we worked with buyers and guess what? Since there were so many homes on the market that weren't selling, there were plenty of inventory for them to go look at. So one couple in particular came, was moving into town and we were helping them buy a house and we, we literally saw 65 homes um, during that time. The good news is we're still friends to this very day. I just, I speak with Michelle. Michelle's doing exercise classes with me and and so we're, we're still connected. Relationships are a big important part. During 2008 to 2011, when all that dismal real estate market stuff was happening, we were using our send out cards. We were staying in touch. We were um, using, well, just kind of got into social media at the time also. So your visibility counts. And when you're in business, if people know who you are, they know what you do, they know how to find you and they trust you, chances are you're going to have a good supply of business to, to go around. So we were using it and we went from a 35% referral business at that time to a hundred percent referral business in 2011, 2012, we opened up our own real estate company, just my husband and myself. And we've enjoyed a hundred percent real estate business um, for the past decade, selling about 40 homes a year by referral. And that's a really, that's a really great place to, to be. We host client events. Um, we stay in touch at least maybe four to six times a year with cards and with two client events that we host each year. And we invite people to come in, you know, there's, there's three questions I like to ask business owners. One is, you know, how much is one referral worth to you? And it, it depends on what your business is. Let's take racing because we're talking to racing folks here. So in racing, how much is one set of tires? I bought a set of tires for my team one, one year. Yeah. One race. I know, it, you know, it's expensive to be in your sport. So when you have your marketing partners, how much is one marketing partner worth to you? Is it, you know, 250, 2,500, 5,000, 10,000, a half a million dollars? What is that person worth to you? And how much money do you leave on the table because you don't follow up? You don't, you don't say thank you. You don't send out cards to say, I appreciate you. Um, and however like here's a picture of us at the race we had a great thank you for your sponsorship um we had a great showing tonight you know tonight wasn't such a great night but we had we had a great time and we just want you to know how much we appreciate you being here for us with us beside us so think about that how much is one referral worth to you then how much are you leaving on the table because you're not following up with them and then would one or two additional referrals each month, maybe double that, triple that, would that be worth it to you? And re when I talk about referrals, you know, there's different tiers of referrals. So Melinda is going to, Melinda and Mark are going to hire Steve and I to, to help them make a move this year. That's a tier one referral. Melinda refers me to her grandson, Andrew. That's a tier two referral. Andrew refers me to a friend of his that's um, just getting married and gonna have a baby. That's a tier three referral. So I want you to think in terms of when you do a good job for that tier one referral, because let's face it, we all know 250 people minimum. Social media has helped us expand that, right? Like I have 5,000 friends on social media. Do I really have 5,000 friends? I have, I have a handful of really good ones. I call it my top 100, about my top 150 people. And those are the people that are going to get the cards during COVID. So I sent out a card <coughs> on March 20th. This is, this is a card. It's, it's, it's a hanging out at home word search. We've all been hanging out at home, right? 
it's getting a little boring, right? <laughs> Steve and I went to Costco today. So funny. I wish I had a picture to show you. He left his mask here. We're in California. See this beautiful, like this is, this is, I'm at my mom's house out here in California. And I told Melinda, I'm not coming home until you tell me that our temperatures are going to stay above 70. <clears throat> because, you know, with the state shut down, we're non-essential. All I can do is sit around and send cards to people, right? Staying in touch. But I, so March, March 20th was kind of when it was like, oh, things are shut down. We have to stay home. So what can I do? What can I do? So I created this card, hanging out at homeward search. And then I, I, this is, there's actual word search in here. Some of the words are appreciation, calm, community, compassion, gratitude, health, heartfelt, hope, hugs, humanity. And it said, dear first name. So let's just say it's dear Camille. Think of you during this time of self-quarantine. What a year to remember. Our thoughts are with you. Text us when you get this card. What was the first words you found? Please stay safe and healthy. If you need someone to talk to, give us a call, Gail and Steve. And then on the back is our branding. Who we are, what we do, how to find us, and it's our branding. So March 24th and 25th. Melinda, can I share my screen and show you a couple yeah, of slides? Yeah, go ahead. Sure. Okay. I'm a visual person, so I just, I love this. Plus, part. she's way more techie than I am. So she, you'll get to see all kinds of cool stuff that she knows how to do that I don't. So there you okay. go. <laughs> so here's that card I just showed you. I sent it to 164 people on March 20th. But here's what I want you to, I want you to see this. So if I just play this right now, over, so March 24th and 5th, that's four and five days later. What I'm gonna show you came in within the next week. I found the word joy. Thank you for the card. The first word I saw was heartfelt. Then they sent me pictures. Cindy and Mackenzie got it done last night. Unity, first word. Thanks for the card. First word I found was calm, and that's what I am remaining in my new home. Glad I'm here closer to family and friends. First word, heartfelt. I want you to see how, like, the lavender represents the, the me incoming message, and the blue is the outgoing message. So I want you to think in your mind how cards create conversations, right? Here's another one. Thanks for the card. This might make you both laugh. The first word I saw was snot. Go figure. Stay crazy. Stay healthy during this crazy time. Um, heartfelt. So I'm just going to go through. Look at this, you guys. These are text messages that came in. How, like, you know that marketing works when, and I use the word marketing very loosely. This is marketing. I use send out cards to market. I use it to create visibility with our clients. I use it to celebrate people. And these are, these are the messages that came back because I put in there, text me the first words you find, call to action. And, and I'm going to pause here. Can you guys see this? See mm -hmm. that over on the very far left where it's so tiny. You can't, this is the longest text message Steve and I have ever received in our whole life. <laughs> yeah. This is a text message. And it was, it was kind of like a story from one of our customers who are going, getting their home ready and eventually they will list and sell with us. But it was just kind of a fun way to, um, it was fun to receive that because uh, like, I don't know how she would, she actually wrote it out pretty um, legibly. If I was to write that long a one, I'd probably misspell words. But then, you know, pictures that came in messages on Facebook, posts on Facebook were coming in. This was a card we sent to our BNI members, so a little bit different. This was to our, that, that little girl right there, I mentioned that I did childcare for 25 years. Rachel was the very last childcare client I ever had. She's now 22 years old. And um, she posted this, suddenly became very good at puzzles. And I want you to see, I, I kind of highlighted, I put a little heart around the, the love, engage with emojis. 
Then you can see the conversation that it created. I said, love you, Anglins. Rachel said, Gail Zintek, we love you too. Thank you so much for the card. And then I said, Rachel, I love these pics so much that I just sent you another card. And, and so that was the card I sent, a second card, and then a text message that came in. So the continuation of, of staying in touch was fun. I love this when my card came today and it made my day. You know, so I'm going to pause right here. I'm going to exit out of there. I'll stop the share. I'll come back to you because I wanted you to see that as the reality of what happens when you connect with people on a personal level. So this was one card that went out to 164 people. That's a system card. This is a card I received from someone. I went to a yoga class and I, I post, if you follow me on social media, I'm like the selfie queen, right, Melinda? Yeah, yeah. Always we, taking, call her, I'm taking, we call her the paparazzi <laughs> when we go places together. I, I rarely take pictures because I know she's going to have hundreds of them and, and she'll post them all on Facebook. And then all I have to do is save them. It takes way less trouble. I just let her do the work. <laughs> So I, I posted this picture of me doing aerial yoga. So first time in my whole life, this was just, well, let's see if he dated. Uh, nope, didn't date the card. But this was this spring. My daughter, Andrea, and I went and did aerial yoga. And so my friend Steve, who is, he's my fitness coach, he took the pictures of me off Facebook and he said, you have been a true highlight and pleasure to connect with this past year. Thank you for the inspiration and boost to re-engage in and send out cards. Thank you for being you. And then on the back, that's my friend Steve. He's he is pretty fantastic. But you know, he's he's using send out cards to stay in touch with me. I have another realtor friend. Um I picked up my grandson. I have, I have nine grandchildren. So I just, I just turned 60 years young, April 4th. I'm getting in shape because my whole life I have not been in shape. And it's important to me now as I get older because I, like, I know I'm limited on time. But I picked up my grandson, Noah. And as we, he lives in Jackson. So we had about an hour and a half drive home. And I, I asked him, I said, Noah, what's your dream car? And he's like, and he, he rattled it off. All I can remember was a Lamborghini, but he, he knew like the make and model of the Lamborghini. And I said, if I, I said, I have a friend that has a Lamborghini. If I can, if I give him a call and, and maybe you could go for a, a go see it. I, I thought maybe you could go see it. Cause I want to, I want to inspire my grandchildren to go after their dreams. Right. So I called up my friend Robbie and I went and I took Noah. There's a picture of him with the Lamborghini. And then on the inside are, are more pictures that he actually got to go for a ride with Robbie in the Lamborghini. And he got to, you know, he got to sit in the driver's seat. And this was my, from my friend Bonnie. She's a realtor in California. We've never met in person, but she was, she took my grandson's pictures and she sent me this card and said, dream big, you have really good taste in cars. Uh, let's talk when you're ready to buy a house in Santa Barbara and drive your dream car. That's what, that's what she, that's what she said. And so am I ever going to throw this away? Nope. I'm going to save this because it reminds me of the dream my grandson has. And it's a pretty freaking awesome car to be honest with you. So um, that, those are yeah, let me interrupt you this for a second because if anybody saw my post where I've been sorting and pitching did you see the post of all the cards laying all over the carpet in a big mm -hmm. mess and then there was nicely laid out stacked cards well there had to be a thousand cards there easy that I have saved from people that have sent me cards some of them I sent to somebody else and I wanted a copy for myself to keep it because it had pictures or whatever Mm -hmm. The ones that I saved, I would say 85% of them were cards that had pictures of me, my family, an event, me with Gail, things we've done that I could not bear to throw away. And some just had really nice messages that when you're feeling down, you can <laughs> read those cards and be like, well, somebody likes me, you know? <laughs> and 
And the rest of them, you know, really, I hated to throw them away. But it's, it's not just, um, it's not just sending the card. It's that makes you feel good. It makes them feel good. But just imagine that you go walk into somebody's house and Gail can attest to this and a card that you sent to them months ago or a year ago is sitting on the mantle or hanging on the fridge. I sent Kenny Head a card way before I really knew him. He just was one of my favorite drivers. This had to be five years ago or more. And as I got to know him better, you know, a couple years down the road, Cindy, his wife said to me, you know, that card's still hanging on our fridge. Even when we moved, he made me put it back on the fridge. So, you know, you've got sponsors, you, you guys all work, Camille goes to school. You know, there's all kinds of people in your lives that deserve to hear from you. And it's so easy to do it. Um, Tina has an account. It's so easy to do. And it's easy not to do, right, Gail? That's right. And let's talk about habits right now. Because the levels of consciousness are level one. You don't think about it. You don't do it. Level two is you think about it and you don't do it so level one is unconscious incompetence don't think don't do level two is conscious incompetence and i i tell people i said this is where too many people fall into into play because we know what we need to do we're inspired to do something and then we just don't do it because we don't take time and and i have a story around that because i'm learning about nutrition and so like like weighing out your food in grams, like, okay, I, that's foreign vocabulary to me. I don't think, I don't do. And then I started to ask questions today and so about food that I'm eating. And so I see I'm going from level one to level two. I'm not sure I want to weigh my food, so I might think about it. I don't do it. I'm still consciously incompetent. Level three is conscious competence, where you think about it and you do it. So I, I'm a card sender. I think about it, I do it. And then at level four is when you, you don't think, you just do. It's just a part of who you are. It's, it's the habits that we're creating in our life. Whether it's, you know, brushing our teeth. Like we all brush our teeth every day. You know how, to, once you learn how to tie your shoe, you know, it, it took time to learn that right you you maybe when you're a kid you had velcro and you didn't have to think about it then you got you got shoestrings and it's like oh how many times do a three or four year old five year old cry because they can't get their shoe tied they think about it but they don't do it and then they learn and once you learn it you can't unlearn it's like riding a bicycle so if we can get to level four with good habits in our life it, it'll change the trajectory of our lives. And Melinda, you, you talked about Kenny had having a, a card on the refrigerator. It was back in 2016. We were referred to this couple, Roger and Elizabeth, to sell their home that they'd owned for 34 years. He had dementia, and so they were moving to a condo. So we went over, we toured their house. I took lots, I took lots of pictures and I created a three panel card. I don't, I don't have that with me. I wish I could show you because that's when like Melinda says, when you create great cards, you can send them to yourself. But I, sent, I sent them a card and then they would come to our client events. So you I'll know, be Vanna. Here's okay. Vanna. <laughs> so that's a three panel card. But so we, every year we have a flower fest and we invite our clients to come and there's some pictures. And then of course the, yep, the branding on the back. And then when they come, we take pictures. So this is a picture of Elizabeth. She came last year and she informed us that Roger had passed away and we hadn't known that. But you know what she says to me every time she says, I just want you to know that that card that you sent to us, I have it framed, it's on the mantle. And she goes, oh, Gail, I'm never gonna move again, but I have a pretty big mouth. And she said, 
every time someone comes in, they, they always go over because we lived there for 34 years. It was our home. It's where everybody gathered. And so people are drawn to that picture. And then I get to talk about you. Mm. I get to talk about you. And, you know, so I sent her this card last year and I just said, and, and there's, you know, you like these cards are such great quality. I said, Elizabeth, seeing your smile today was wonderful. Thank you for coming to pick out uh, plants for you and the Brighams. Hearing the news of Roger's passing saddened us. We will always think of the two of you as one. Have a blessed summer, Steve and Gail. Again, branding on the back of the card. And she writes me a personal note thanking me for the colorful, pretty cards that we send to them. So what I want you to take away from this is, um, creating a habit that will serve you and it'll serve your, your clients, your customers, your sponsors, the, your family, your friends to elevate those connections to a deeper level. And, you know, Melinda, we talk about, you know, people forget what you say, they'll forget what you do, but they'll forget the way you make them feel mm -hmm. the way you made Kenny head feel by receiving that card lives on in the fact that when it gets off the fridge from one house, it goes up on the fridge to the next house. Right. And, you know, there's no better program out there to create custom one-off cards that can go out in, um, there's, there's affordability for everybody, you know, for a hundred bucks a month, you can send unlimited cards. Like I could, we probably had, 30 people come to our client event and I took pictures of every one of them here. I even have a, I have a slide I can show you. And you know, the card, the cards are amazing and you guys all know that you've heard me talk about it, but I needed somebody else to talk and she's one of our big, big sponsors. So I wanted to let her talk, but you know, it's, it's how you make people feel. And that's what Tina did for me when she sent me flowers last week. So I use cards to do that for other people. But when those flowers came from Tina and Camille, it was just like, oh my gosh, I don't deserve these, but wow, this is super cool. So you don't ever know, even sometimes when you send a card to somebody, you may never hear them say a word to you. They may not say thank you. They may not write you a thank you note, but they, they appreciate those cards more than I can tell you don't send them with the expectation that you're going to hear from somebody send them from your heart and that would that would be i think what we want them to remember too it's it's about giving not what you're going to get from sending it so the inner and outer promptings you know the founder of send out cards is cody bateman and he wrote a book called the power of human connection and he He's established prompting academies and at the prompting academies, he teaches on the aspect of the inner and outer prompting and the inner prompting is who you are. We're all unique individual. We all have a genius that no one else has. We all have a gift that we can give the world that no one else can give the world. And if we nurture that and we find out who that is and we, we have the best version of ourselves and we give it away, that's the magic. So imagine the, the um, infinity sign, right? Cody uses the infinity sign and this, this one over here, well here I have on my necklace. So this infinity sign over here is the inner prompting over here is the outer prompting. And so you have a prompting. I have a prompt, like my friend Andrea texts me this afternoon. She's got, Hey, you got a minute? And I, and I responded back right away. Sure. She called me. That was an inner prompting. She had a prompting to reach out and ask me how I was doing because I lost my stepmom last week in Vegas, which is why I'm out in California now. And she wanted to check in on me. So that inner prompting, just like Melinda, you just shared that you got flowers. Mm-hmm. From, T from Tina and Camille, that was an inner prompting. They had an inner prompting to reach out to you and send you flowers. Mm -hmm. They acted. When you, the inner is you, you have a thought. The outer is the action. Who you are, what you do with who you are. Mm -hmm. So take 
send out cards aside, send out cards is the best mechanism for connecting tangible, tangible. Like you send a card, it shows up in the mail, you, people open it, their eyes get wide and it's an, it's an amazing event. The, the intangible are the thoughts and the feelings and the deeds. So it's, it's the text messages, it's the social media posts, it's the connecting, the, the connecting that you do on a daily basis. So I say it's as easy as one, two, three. So for one hour a day, you're on social media, you're going through your newsfeed, you're looking for opportunities to engage with your friends your sponsors, your customers, your family. And the, the engagement could be simply the heart emoji, the like, the smiley face, the wow. I you know, rarely use the anger, but sometimes it's appropriate. Well, if you're in the racing page, you might use the <laughs> anger, right, girls? <laughs> sometimes that's the only one that works. <laughs> <laughs> So, so that's a connection. You can take that a step further and you can type a message, comment. Your words carry energy. And some of them can be very flowery, I'm sure, Melinda, right? Sometimes along they get flowery, don't they, Tina? <laughs> along, with the, along with the angry emoji, right? Mm -hmm. No. But the comments, our words carry energy. So whatever you type out, whatever you speak out, it carries energy. And so like, comment. So one hour a day, just go through and that's your, that's your interaction. This creates visibility. Think about that. If, so I, I got a notification this afternoon when Melinda put the post out that we were doing this podcast and Facebook says, Hey, Melinda added a picture that you might be in. Tag yourself or ignore. And so when I tag myself, it automatically added it to my personal profile. Now, I don't, the group that you posted that in, Melinda, I'm not a member of that group, but, but what it did was it gave visibility to other people in my life that now see that I'm doing this podcast. There's, Melinda's like doing something. They're seeing this group, a racing group that she had, you know, shared this to. So it's creating ripples of visibility. And when you can create ripples of visibility, your world gets wider. Melinda, you, you were telling me how you've, you've organically grown international women in motorsports mm -hmm. by simply posting and sharing and posting and doing the work but you how how has your visibility gained from the time that you started to where you are today oh there's no there's there's no comparison because when i started the only people that really even knew who i was were people like that raced at galesburg or kalamazoo because we used to sponsor races there when with send out cards um, when ben was alive and so we did that they you know now mckenna's racing so people know that which is you know camille races um tina's her mom so that's kind of how you know i got connected to them because they were racing at the same tracks that we were at but what i did on social media was i watched for every opportunity to find a woman that's in racing and i would go to south bend motor speedway page and i would scroll through and look for women who commented or posted things on that page and then I reached out to them and asked them to follow. And I've got about 7,400 followers and they're all organic and they're, mm -hmm. they're all race people pretty much unless it's family because I want, I want the real deal on there. I don't want people who aren't really serious about racing. So what would you tell people that are maybe looking to grow their visibility and they say, well, well, I can't, I could never get that big or I could, you know, like they, they don't have the belief that they can do it. I hope, I hope what you just heard Melinda say was that it takes work, right? She went in and she looked for female commenters, 
females that were interested in racing and she messaged it takes work but once you start to build your network mm-hmm. i would say be who you are right and attract who you uh, be you and attract who you are tina did you have something you wanted to say i saw you unmuted oh no, no. oh okay i just thought you might want to want to have a comment or something okay no problem i just was going to give you a chance to talk if you wanted to <laughs> So be you, attract who you are, because if you, if you try to be somebody you're not, you're going to attract that to you because that's the law of attraction. That's the law of energy. The energy that you put out is the energy you get back. And so if you, if you don't like what you're attracting, maybe you ought to look at your energy that you're and like maybe tweak your mindset, tweak your thoughts. Um, listen to things that are going to elevate you and give you a different mindset so you can attract that what you want in your life. So we go visibility, credibility, and profitability. Once you become visible to the people that you're trying to reach by turning up the volume on who you are, Melinda's, Melinda's been doing podcasts. She's been, um, looking for opportunities to speak for other people. Melinda, you've put a lot of work into it. And I like, I'm so proud and blessed that I've watched you create this international women in motorsports from the ground up. And I got to be the founding member, founding member at 44 because I wanted that number, but she was actually number one, (laughs) but she chose number 44. (laughs) She was my first one. Yeah. And, and there's opportunities for people to connect with you. And I think that's what's, you know, the fact that you're, you're hosting podcasts, you're adding value, you're helping people to understand how to go out and, and build their business to, you know, become that visibility that leads to credibility. And I, I told you at the beginning, when I, when I first got my real estate license, I knew nothing about selling homes. What did it take? It took education. Mm-hmm. So if you're watching this and, and the, you're getting into something in your life, in your business, and you need a little bit more education around that, like I never went to college. I, I got married when I was 18. Um, I, I was a senior in high school. So I turned 18 on April 4th. I got married on April 15th. I graduated in June. I had a baby in October. Do the math. In three years, by the time I was 21, I had three children. And my husband, Steve, and I, we were empty nesters in 2000. See, the bonus of having kids young is <laughs> you're still pretty young when they're all gone. And so I'm, I'm blessed and fortunate to have a, an amazing husband and we've been married for 42 years and we're just, you know, like the adventures just getting started. So I didn't have the college education. I, I say that only to, to let you know that if you have a desire to do something, you put your whole heart into it and you put your mind and you learn and you study and you grow you can have anything you want. If you were to ask me 20 years ago, so 20 years ago, I was, I was 40. That was when I became like, all my kids were off to, my youngest went to college. So when I was 40, my son, Jordan graduated from high school and he was gone. Steve and I were by ourselves. And um, by the time I was 44, is when I got, and that's why, that's my favorite number, because the number 44 is when I got my real estate license. I learned, I got educated. I I treated my first three years in real estate as my college career. I said, I'm going to learn as much as I can. And I, I earned like four or five designations. I got my broker license and it became easier to be a realtor. It became easier because I added value to people because of the knowledge that I was gaining out there with my experience and with my self-education. So I just want to inspire you to like, listen to the podcasts that appeal to you and your desires in life. Read the books that elevate you to the next level. That's going to take you to 
having the positive attitude, maybe the healthier lifestyle that you desire. Um, Melinda, speak to like I don't know what it is in the rate. What are the, what can they listen to, and involve themselves in that are going to take them to that next level? In, there's in a lot of you know there's a lot of racing podcasts, but I don't know that they're necessarily um, educational. Some honestly, Dale Junior's Download is my very favorite podcast. I listen to it every Tuesday night when I go to bed. And, you know, I don't go to sleep till two in the morning anyway. So when I go to bed at midnight, that's what I put in and Mark snores. And so I, I listen to Dale Jr. instead of Mark snoring. <laughs> but, um, you know, what I, what I hear from Gail, and I try to talk to girls about this when I'm talking to them or interviewing them, is that, you know, Camille's a driver. Lauren is part of an organization, right, Lauren, that um, promotes races and holds races and things. So, but I, I talk to girls and even women and say, you know, it's not always about the driver. And so what else would you like to do? What if you can't always be the driver? What if you are not going to be the next um, NASCAR cup driver? What are other things that you want to do that you're passionate about in addition to racing? Maybe you like photography or travel or accounting or whatever it might be. Then you need to get as much education as you can because if, if for some reason you're not able to be that next person, and we all know it's, it's not just about the talent. There's a lot of talented drivers that never make it to the NASCAR series or the top fuel dragster series or whatever it might be because they don't have the financing. They don't have the backing. They don't have the name, whatever it might be, but you can still race if that's your passion and, and have a career um, on a NASCAR team working for one of the racetracks. I mean, there's hundreds of thousands of people working in motorsports and there's a lot of women that have jobs you typically would think were men's jobs engineers, tire specialists, and the list could go on. So get, get whatever, I know Camille's going to college, get whatever education you can, find your passions besides racing or what maybe would work with racing. And then as far as like the cards, what I see for race, people involved in racing is, um, okay, so we're, we're in a, I don't know if Camille has any sponsors, but this is a great time to be sending cards to people who you think would be a great fit with you as a sponsor. So um, I, we're picking on Camille because Camille, you're kind of easy to pick on tonight. So, so, Camille, so Camille wants, um, she wants Sunbelt Rentals on Gall Road to be her sponsor. And she thinks that would be a good, um, a good sponsor because um, she knows a lot of people that would rent their equipment, people from the racetrack. She doesn't know anybody there, but what she could do is she could put their logo on the front of a card. She could drive by and take a picture and she could send them a card that said, you know, I, I was driving by thinking that, you know, I'm sorry that your business has had to be closed. You know, this is who I am. And just send, send something that would be like, wow, that's cool. Who's this Camille girl? You know, why did she send us a card? I can tell you that um, my husband does a lot of work for them. And when he first started doing all their welding and fixing all of their stuff, that year at Christmas, we, he went there and he took pictures of the guy standing behind the counter and they were all worried about what the picture was where it was going to be shown he's like don't worry and so we put it on a card and we sent him we sent them a card with brownies enough brownies for everybody in the shop and that card sat on their counter for months on end and they were so they and the guy that ran the place said to mark in all the years i've been in business almost 20 years I've never ever had um, what is what would be a vendor have a vendor thank me for the business. Do you think they call anybody else to do their welding? Now that's not why we sent it, but make make connections. You know, reach out to 
um, some of those people that everybody's in a shutdown. You've got time. So reach out, and that's what I say. Plus, your crew, people who volunteer to help you race, people who volunteer at your events, people who pay money and come to your events, Lauren, you know, people that, that race, and you can design a card once and send it to all of them, just like that. Um, so there's so many ways that I've used send out cards um, through racing. I send more cards now than I did when I was building my send out card business. Because when I see a gal post something on Facebook about her race car or um, she won her heat race or, you know, whatever it might be. I mean, I can't do it a hundred percent of the time because there's hundreds of them that come across my feed, but I pick out the special ones and I send them a card and just say, Hey, I just wanted you to know, I saw this on Facebook. I think it's really cool. You won your first heat race you know, keep, keep up the good work. And I send it and it takes me less than three minutes to send that card and save that picture. But when they get that card, I hear from people all the time and that's not why I do it, but I want them to, to feel good about what they're doing. And, and that's, that's what I do. So I would guess, Lauren, have you ever gotten a card from me? Yeah, and I know that I know Camille and Tina have. So that's my two cents about you know there. Well, there's and, and it no matter what you do. And Melinda, what you what you said was you know yeah there like that's kind of the tragedy sometimes is we want to send everybody a card but there's and on the unlimited plan we really could but there's limited amount of time in every day that we have to do that. But I always say if you if you're going through social media and you have an emotional response to like, maybe you read a post. I read a post one time and it was my, uh, it was an acquaintance and she lost her dog passed away and she had, she had 25 pictures. I read the story of how she felt about her dog and I, I had an emotional response. So I had to pause I had to go ask her for her address. So I sent her a private message. I said, I'm really sorry about your dog, Earl. And I would love to send you a card. Could I have your new mailing address? Because I knew she'd just moved. And she shared it with me. So I created a three-panel card, all with pictures of Earl that she had posted on Facebook. And the response that she gave back after she received that card, she goes, Stephen Gale, I just want to thank you so very much. I will never, ever, ever throw this card away. Mm -hmm. And so I had a pause, right? It was an emotional response I had to her that I had paused. Inner prompting, outer prompting was creating the card and getting it sent. Right. So Melinda, you, you're just really good at, you know, acknowledging those people that you have that inner prompting to pause. It's an emotional response and to respond. That's the beauty of what send out cards is. And for goodness sakes, you can be just sitting, like I could be out here sitting on the deck, scrolling through my news feed. I can see a picture. I can save it to my phone. And literally within two or three minutes, like Melinda said, I can have a card in the mail that's going to reach their mailbox in the next few days. And so being able to do it from our mobile device as well as from our desktop version is an incredible opportunity to be able to pause quickly because you're not like, think about it. Sympathy card, birthday card. Yeah. There's people in your life that you want to connect with, but are you really going to go to, to the closest Walgreens and you're going to stand in the card aisle and you're going to pick something out. And that takes about probably the, from the thought of, I need to send a card to going and purchasing a card to filling it out, addressing it, putting a stamp on it, and walking it to the mailbox, you're looking at at least an hour to an hour and a half of time for one card when you can sit in the comfort of your chair of wherever you're at. You could be sitting at a stoplight or a train. Someone pops into your mind. Or the car wash. <laughs> the car wash. I've been known to do it in, in line <laughs> at the car wash. <laughs> but that's the beauty of it you're thinking about that person right now and 
I guess, Melinda, I'll just close out my, my segment with, you know, the story that Cody tells us about why did he start send out cards? He started send out cards because he had a prompting. He was, he was young, 1989, moving his wife and his daughter out to New York to take on a marketing job, stopped by his parents' house to say goodbye. He saw his brother Chris off, over moving some trucks around. He had a prompting to stop, go give his brother a hug, tell him he loved him, and say goodbye. But he said, we weren't a huggy family at the time. I honked my horn, I waved, and off we went. And two months later, Cody got a call from his mom in the middle of the night, and she was very tearfully letting him know that his brother Chris had been killed in an electrical accident. And immediately Cody thought of... He didn't act on the prompting that he had. And so he thought about that over and over. And he said, I'm going to make a way for people to, when they have that prompting to reach out in kindness, that they can act. And, and that's why he started send out cards in 2003. So we've all been given the gift now of being able to act on our promptings in the moment to reach out in kindness, to say thank you, to say I love you, I appreciate you, I'm sorry, congratulations, beautiful new baby, your puppy's so cute, I'm sorry, I'm sorry we had that incident in On the, the pit. <laughs> I'm sorry I punched your lights out, really I am, but. <laughs> I'm sorry you got beat by a girl. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, but yeah. not really. Not really. Not sorry. really. Sorry, sorry, not sorry. Yeah. Um, but but that's that's what we have our hands on. I've been using send out cards for 13 years. Melinda's right behind me at, at 12 years. And we could go on and on and on stories of how this opportunity has impacted. So let's talk about the opportunity for a second, because with send out cards, there is an opportunity. I realtor by trade, right? But I'm also a smart entrepreneurial woman. And I saw that there was an opportunity with send out cards and I like the service. If you like something, do you share it with others? Absolutely. I pulled Melinda out of the trash and I shared send out cards and she's like, sign me up um, because it's an amazing system. But I wasn't literally in the trash. <laughs> but your card was. She said she threw my card in the trash. And, and, and if she really was telling the story, like she usually tells it, she usually says the card was talking to her. And so that made me wonder at first what, what was going on with this woman that the cards in the trash were talking to her. But anyway, go ahead. <laughs> so uh, over time, I've been able to share send out cards with people. 13 years of sharing send out cards. When COVID hit, I have a passive residual income that has allowed us to be gone from Michigan for the last three and a half weeks. And I still get a paycheck deposited in my bank account every single week. That is helping us to sustain and pay our bills in this time when we can't work selling homes. So having, like Melinda says, find something outside of racing that you're passionate about that can help sustain you, that can provide income. We live in a day and age where like our parents, they went, they worked for the same company 40 years, they retired, they had a pension. My husband, Steve and I have, we worked hard, we worked our butts off all for, for the last 42 years, but we have four streams of income that are coming in right now. So when real estate goes down, we still have three opportunities to create money that comes in our bank account that sustains us during this time. And so I want to encourage everybody that's listening to this on the replay or right now to think about what could you do that could create another two or three streams of income to come in during the times when we have this unexpected uncertainty around us. Yeah. Awesome, Gail. That was amazing. So um, I know you guys have all heard me mention send out cards and, and that, but, you know, 
coming from one of our most dedicated marketing partners and sponsors of the IWMA. She was the first member ever, even though she chose number 44. But, um, but I just thought it's, it's good for you to hear it from somebody else. She's a realtor. She's grown her business using it. They don't use advertising in the newspaper. There is a lot of things they don't do. They do send out cards and, and Gail does it really well. So I just wanted to give her a chance to talk to about it because it is her business as well as mine. And, um, and I just thought it'd be good for you to hear from somebody else. Um, one more thing I want to do though, before we hang up. So Camille, unmute yourself. And I saw a picture last week of, or I was talking to Tina, I think, and she was talking about this box that Camille was making. And I'm like, what's this box all about? And so she said she would get Camille to uh, come on and tell us about the fan. Is it called a fan box? What do you call it, Camille? Yeah. Okay. You got um, it, Camille. Tell us about it. What is it and what it's inside and how did you come up with the idea? Well, at the moment, at the moment, it's currently just um, this little box. But um, inside, there's going to be a couple t-shirts, bracelets. Um, there's stickers in there right now. I'm going to put some packets to give away, like at the racetrack, um, like sponsorship packets. Um, what else is in here? Yeah, like just random little things to give away. Um, just throughout the nights, you know, autograph nights, talking to kids after the races when they come to your car, you know, mm -hmm. things like that. Um, and part of it, I mean, obviously it's not in the box, but um, we were thinking about talking to Kalamazoo Speedway about doing like a fan of the week program where every week we pick somebody who, you know, has been making posters or like wearing the shirts of whoever's race team. And just finding somebody who, like, seems like they really have a passion for it and just giving them something for that. As dedicated as they are to somebody, they need to get recognized for it. So right. things like that and just things to get my name out. And I think Gary would go for that, you guys, because he might even, like, you know, give them a free ticket in for the next week or something because he's so good about that. And I, I think that's a great idea. I'm going to talk to McKenna. She's going to steal your idea. <laughs> but what a great idea to thank those fans, you know. And, and Camille, that's going to give you um, visibility, which gives you more credibility, which we've talked about tonight. And the way you drive your car, it gives you a lot of credibility because you're a good driver. You're not out there wrecking everybody or causing cautions right and so um all of that is good and all of that you never know who's going to come to that racetrack on any given night and you might hand that person something say hey thanks for being here tonight at the races he might own some big business you never know and so yeah. what a great what a great way to reach out to people thanks yeah. <laughs> idea for it Who gave you that idea? Oh, sorry. My computer has not been doing well with audio. Okay. Um, my mom pretty much came up with it. She bought the box on Amazon and okay. got some stickers, yeah. threw them in there. And then when I came home on one of my breaks, because um, I was up at college, I came home on one of my breaks and I signed a bunch of little like paddle things. Um, I cut out all the stickers. I organized everything. I found some shirts and just put it together. Nice. Nice. Great idea. Great idea. We're going to have to, um, if you don't mind sharing that idea with people, we're going to have to maybe do a Facebook live or something together. And, and because drivers are always looking for new ways and, you know, um, there's a lot of drivers that won't take the time to do it, but there are women all over. And I'm saying women, cause I think women are more likely to probably do it. Um, no offense guys, but you know, that's just the reality of it. it. Sounds like something a woman would think of is to give back that way. So, you know, there's women all over the world that I connect to who I think would love to hear 
about that idea. So hopefully you'll, we can get together and do a little Facebook live thing and, and you can share about it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, does anybody have any questions for Gail or any comments or anything? If not, we'll, we'll say good night. No, don't feel bad, Gail. They don't ever have any questions. <laughs> They're just absorbing everything that they've been listening to. So, what's that, Tina? We listen with our ears and take it all in. Yeah, they do. They do. So, well, I appreciate you guys being on. Um, I forgot that I'm competing with Twist Talk, which is also on Wednesday nights, and I completely did not even, that did not even register with me. So we may have to go to a different night, but um, is, is um, eight o'clock a good time? Is it too late? Should we go to seven o'clock? Any, you guys are the ones on here. Any, any ideas, suggestions? I'm good with any time. Okay. What about the five? Yeah. Yeah. And Tina just finished up her college classes, so she's available now, so. Okay. So maybe even if we move to seven o'clock on Wednesday, and then you could go right from or something yeah okay well i'll figure that out all right guys well, gail thank you for being on and thank you guys for when i share the link make sure you share it so lots of people listening okay all right thanks melinda all right good night everybody good night